Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspective's new series called Divine Secrets, where we will be taking a journey that will lead us through the book of Esther, where we will learn of a spiritual roadmap that very well may become a path that leads us directly to the heart of God. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Well, welcome today, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspectives, Divine Secrets, Part 4. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I would like to share with you some uh, praise reports that of people that we have received emails from and request to pray. First, we have an update on a lady named Marsha in Oklahoma. She asked for prayer for her husband. Uh, he was having back surgery, and we had the team pray, and get this, he was up walking, he had back surgery, and he was up walking the second day after his surgery. In less than a week, he was walking about a mile and doing all of his therapy. Praise God. God is faithful. Next, we have a precious young lady in Oklahoma. Her name is Megan. We received a request to pray for her baby. She didn't know what was wrong with the baby. The baby was having a hard time breathing. Uh, she rushed it to the hospital and as the baby was being admitted to the ER, she sent us a prayer request. The doctors found that this baby was suffering from pneumonia. And uh, as of today, this was about a week or so ago. As of today, the baby's doing fine. Praise God. Next, we have a gentleman named Curtis. Uh, sometimes he lives in Texas. Sometimes he lives in Oklahoma. But this gentleman helps run a nationwide disaster response team. He requested prayer for a bigger building so he could help more people. Submitted the prayer request to our prayer team. I'm proud to report that this gentleman not only got his building, but he got a building twice the size of what he was wanting. Plus, the Lord provided all the money to purchase that building. Praise God. Next, we have a precious dear friend of me and Donna's. Her name is Dana. She has been struggling with some kind of infection for a couple of years now, and uh, I'm trying not to get emotional on this, but uh, Jesus, help me. This precious sister of ours, this precious friend of me and Donna's, has been battling these infections for several years now. She submitted a prayer request. They were wanting to do a bone marrow biopsy. And but they couldn't because the infection was too high. One round of antibiotics after another after another. So she submitted the prayer request. The prayer team prayed, and I received notice just the other day that she had been approved to have the biopsy done. And as of this morning, she texted me and told me, Jody, I am on the way to have my biopsy done. Praise God. Now we're just going to agree in prayer that the doctors can figure out what is happening. And I don't know how you believe, but I believe that God works through doctors sometimes. Praise God. Next prayer request we had was from a gentleman named Dustin. He is also a friend of mine. Uh, his mama was suffering from some blood clots. They took her to one particular hospital in Oklahoma they discovered that she had a couple of more blood clots that they weren't aware of, so they sent her to Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
as of yesterday, they did the surgery and the prayer team was praying for Dustin's mama. Uh, he reported to me yesterday afternoon that not only did they get the two blood clots that the other hospital wasn't prepared to do, but they also found other blood clots in her stomach that I personally believe, Dustin believes, and my prayer team believes that had they not been praying, the doctors would not have noticed them. So anyway, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to the sound of my voice and if you're struggling with stuff or if you know somebody that is, please, please send us your prayer request. God is moving and God is faithful. Now on today's episode, I want to ask you a question. Have you given any thought whatsoever to becoming a nester? Or are you content and satisfied on just being a contestant and a consumer? So today we're going to look at spiritual consumers and king worshipers. And you're asking, what do you mean, Jody? What do you mean by spiritual consumers, king worshipers? Well, listen to me. These two groups of people both dine at the same table of the king. Spiritual consumers and contestants are those who get lost up in the king's glory. They are focused only on the king's power, his gifts, and his provision. They are focused only on what the king can do for them. Sounds like a lot of people in the church to me. Now, king worshipers, well, they just love the king. They're eating at the same table as the contestants, but their focus is only on the king. What does this have to do with Esther? Esther didn't settle for a lifestyle of a contestant or a concubine. She chose on purpose to love and seek after the king. Now I want to go over just three scriptures here, four scriptures. Second Chronicles 7.14 tells us to seek God's face. I'm not going to read the whole thing. If you want to read it, open your Bible and read it. Second Chronicles 7.14. And also in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 is the story of Jehoshaphat, where the three great armies came against Israel. And Jehoshaphat went to pray and he said, Lord, we don't know what to do about this, but our eyes are upon you. In Matthew 6, 33 and in Luke 12, 31, Jesus himself said these words, seek first the kingdom of God. Here's a kingdom thing for you again. You can't separate the king from the kingdom because the king is the kingdom. So when Jesus was telling us that, he was telling us to seek God. Now I want to put that on the back burner just for a little bit, just for a couple of minutes. I want to tell you something I learned in business many years ago. In 1984, I went to work for a company called A.L. Williams. It later became Primerica Financial Services, a member of the Travelers Insurance Group. At the time, it was the largest sales force on the planet. Had a gentleman come over to my house in 1984, and I started working part-time for them, as a lot of people did. But as I was working for this company, the owner of the company, Art Williams, he always said that 98% of the people in America are average and ordinary, and they don't want nothing. They would like to have nice things if it didn't cost them nothing. So that left 2% of the people 
that were willing to do and make the sacrifices and do what was necessary to become successful. I determined in my heart as I was working for this company that I was going to be one of those 2% people. And Art always said that you are the only person that can decide if you're a 2%er or a 98%er. Are you average? I used to wear this shirt. It said in great big letters, I ain't average. Had a lot of people offer to buy that shirt from me and I wouldn't sell it because Art Williams gave it to me. Now, fast forward to about 1990. Well, fast forward to about the year 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. I was driving through the back roads of Mississippi and Alabama on my way to Georgia. And I like traveling the back roads of states. Uh, you get to see a whole lot pretty country. And you can run across some very nice people. But anyway, in one of these states, I couldn't tell you which one it was, the Lord spoke to me and he reminded me of what Art Williams had taught me, that 98% of the people are average. And the Lord said, do you remember that? And I said, yes, I do. I will never forget it. And the Lord said to me, Jody, it's the same way in my church. And people, brothers and sisters, I can't tell you how bad that broke my heart. Because I thought it was different in the church. And after 25 plus years of working in the ministry, I found out that Art Williams is exactly right. 98% of the people don't want God bad enough. They want what God can do for them. Now I want to give you some more scriptures. In Lamentations chapter 3. Verses 22 through 26. The scriptures say that God is good to those who depend on him. In Luke 13, 22 through 26, a gentleman comes up to Jesus and he says, can only a few be saved? Now, I want to explain this word saved to you. It's the Greek word of sozo. And it has a much wider broader meaning in Greek than it does in our English. When we think saved, we think about, okay, we're saved, we're going to heaven, we have eternal life. But it means so much more than that. It means a state of safety, a state of soundness, a state of health and well-being. And it also means preservation from danger and destruction. Later in that passage, Jesus says, narrow is the gate that leads to life, and there are few that find it. Sounds to me like a 98%, 2% thing right there, few that find it. In Psalm 130, verses 5 through 6, the psalmist said, my soul waits for the Lord. Do you know what your soul is? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. The battlefield is in your mind. Joyce Meyer taught me that. If you've never read her book, The Battlefield of the Mind, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I recommend it so highly that I've probably have purchased 20 copies of that book and given 19 of them away. Paul also taught us in Philippians chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, he said that his passion was to be consumed with Jesus and to know him, and to know the power of his resurrection. Now, I promised myself, I promised God, that when I started this podcast, 
I would not turn it into a political thing. But I do want to say something to you. I'm not being political. I'm being spiritual and telling you the truth of what I believe the Holy Spirit has revealed to me and several other prophets and ministers of God that I, I know. COVID in 2020 absolutely changed everything. We are living in a time that the world and the church both have never known. This is no longer a season for church as normal. And I want to tell you that it absolutely amazes me that a lot of pastors that I personally know close their churches down. Sad thing to me. When they reopen them back up, they're preaching the same messages that they were preaching 10 years ago. Some churches close down for a few few weeks. And when they open back up, they're still preaching the same messages they preached before. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a time that the world and the church has never, ever known. This is no longer a time for us to play spiritual patty cake. Jesus is coming. I want you to hear me today. Jesus is coming to get his bride. This is a time for us to press into him, not seek after his gifts and be caught up in his glory and what he can do for us. And yes, Jesus wants to heal your body. Yes, Jesus wants to supply your every need. But if you will seek him, Jesus himself said, seek me and that stuff just comes. Why would you want to seek after the blessing when you can seek after the one that makes the blessings? I have never understood that. Even still today, I hope you can hear the passion in my voice. It absolutely drives me nuts that people just want what God can give them. Please, please, I'm begging you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, my precious brothers and sisters, please don't settle for just dining at the king's table. Please don't just be caught up in all of his splendor and all of his glory. Make the conscious choice today to be one of those two percenters. And you know what? You're the only person that can make that choice. Art Williams used to say there's never been a test ever devised that can measure the heart of a man or a woman. And even the scriptures say God searches your heart. So what's in your heart today? Are, are you seeking after his provision, after his miracles, after his signs and wonders, or are you seeking after the miracle worker himself? These two percenters, they're not satisfied with just being a consumer. You must make the conscious choice to be one of those that say, I just want my Jesus. So what's the secret here? Out of 1,400 ladies, only one wanted the king. Her name was Esther. She didn't want what the king could give her. She wanted the king. All the other ladies just wanted what the king could give them. So my question to you today about this secret is, which one are you? And I've said this already, only you can decide this. Nobody else can do this for you. You have to make the choice yourself to chase after Jesus. Are you one of the 98% or are you one of the 2%ers? 
Now, I may lose a lot of listeners over this, but I don't care. I'm telling you the truth. The truth that Jesus wants you to love him, not what he can do for you. For God so loved the world, the scripture says that we love him because he loved us first. Well, if you love him, chase after him. So today I want to give you thanks for listening in, putting up with my quote-unquote fit that I've had today. I love you. My team prays for you, even if you don't send prayer requests. Our team chases after Jesus. So Father, I lift these listeners up to you, everyone in the sound of my voice. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Great walls of fire and glory encompassed all about them. I ask you, Father, to draw them to you like a magnet. I ask you, Father, to take this message, this word that you have given me, and plant it in their hearts and illuminate their minds and enlighten their understandings with it. I ask you, Father, to set upon them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Revelation, Father, in the knowledge of who they are in Jesus and who Jesus is to them. Brothers and sisters, I dearly love you. Thank you for joining us today in our podcast of Divine Sequence. Until next time, be blessed. Before we go, I'd like to remind you We sure do welcome your prayer requests, your comments, and even your concerns. You can contact me and my team at jodycoward 59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. And hey, one more thing.
Be sure you give us a download on our episodes, click our like button, and share our podcast with your friends and family. And I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for your faithful support of our podcast and of our ministry. And until next time, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen, hallelujah, and praise be to Jesus.